hey, when I'm not watching the coronavirus ruin the second season in a row of Michigan State basketball, I'm Odell Bradham Jr. Guys, uh, welcome back. Uh, we have a very special guest, uh, U of M Twitter's finest. We have Trevor. Trevor, welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. Yes, this is an environment of welcoming. Um, even though you're a Michigan Michigan fan, we're excited to have you and good people get on your both input sides, on. Yeah, they're they're good people on both sides. Uh, yes. I think that that statement is uh, very fitting for Trevor. So <laughs> we're gonna get started here. Um, we have really big slate of NFL games this weekend. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to some of these. I'm. I, I don't recall what my record was last week, but um, just a gut feeling it was, it was pretty darn good just because I've been on a little bit of a heater here, surging late. Uh, so let's get started. We've got the Rams against the Green Bay Packers. Um, does anybody have a strong gauge on this game? Uh, I think I do. I have this as my lock. I have Rams plus six and a half. Uh, they're three and two as an underdog this season. And since Mc, uh, Sean McVay has been head coach, they're 23-11 and 11 against the spread on the road, which is like the fourth best of any coach in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to go against that for my pick. I'm going to go Green Bay minus 6.5. Um, the last six against the Rams, Green Bay is 6-0 and against the spread, uh, and they're 4-2 and two in their last six games this year. I just think that they have Aaron Rodgers, they have Devontae Adams, um, they're clicking right now at the right moment. Um, the Rams, maybe I just haven't watched them enough, but I feel like they shouldn't be here. I feel like it should be the Seahawks maybe. Uh, I just think the Packers are too good. I think they're going to win by at least a touchdown. So I'm going to pick them minus six and a half for this. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Couch there. I'm going to take the uh, Green Bay Packers right there. You look at the postseason or regular season, Aaron Rodgers at home against the spread, 61-35-4. and four. Uh, 64%. And when he's got more than 12 to 15 days to prepare for a game, he's 10-5-1 against the spread. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, given that time, given he's at home, being it's in the cold, potentially there might be some snow that he's used to, the Rams coming to that environment. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers uh, minus the six and a half. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, actually, so I was feeling kind of off about my pick. I didn't know what to do. I was mainly going with, you know, my heart and fuck Aaron Rodgers kind of mentality. But Sean is typically wrong, so he kind of made me feel better. Um, I'm taking L.A. plus six and a half uh, versus Green Bay. Nothing tells me this should happen other than the fact that L.A. kind of seems like that annoying-ass team that won't go away. I think they proved that last week uh, when Goff came back in and they just so happened to win against Seattle. I just think they're going to be a thorn in some sides for a couple weeks. And even if they don't win, I think within six and a half is reasonable. Um, Green Bay struggled for a good two, three quarters against Chicago to end the season. They had a week off. I'm looking for them to hopefully, hopefully be rusty. I know that's not the Aaron Rodgers way, but I'm – hoping L.A. can keep it close and keep me entertained enough to tune in. Yeah, um, I, I love the Rams in this game. Uh, I picked them last week to cover. Uh, I should have manned up and picked them just money line. Uh, this week I'm just – I'm, I'm going to kind of coward out again. I'm just going Rams plus six and a half. Uh, I think this – this right now they're playing uh, some really great football. I think what they, they can do on the defensive end is – uh, very impressive. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's going to shut down Devonta Adams. 
Uh, Aaron Donald is probably the best football player I've ever seen. And I hope he he's ends gonna... careers. I hope he ends Aaron Rodgers' career. Go out there. Hey, he door. might. I mean, he, I he, he, <laughs> he jumped on Alex Smith's back and tried to snap his leg. We'll see what he does to Aaron Rodgers. So, um, if he treats Aaron Rodgers like Aaron Rodgers treats his family, uh, it'll be a long day for the Packers. <laughs> so, I'm, I definitely like the Rams in that game. Sev, Sev, what are you thinking? Yeah, I have um, – I think Green Bay is going to win outright, but I have uh, the Rams covering because – just the way they played last week. Um, I think Russell Wilson's like QBR was like 13 or something, which is just ridiculous for him. They just clearly have QBs in hell right now. Um, I think Mason Crosby will be the difference in this game, but by like three, six points maybe, but I think, I think the uh, Rams can, they can get this covered. Yeah. Um, Rodgers chokes all the time in the playoffs. So Got to keep well, that into, these uh, are into facts. account. These are big facts from big staff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He, there's another no. quarterback that chokes quite often too, but I'm sure we'll get to him in a bit. No. <laughs> uh, uh, no. SD, does the producer have any thoughts on this game? I'm going to take the Rams plus the six and a half, but I, I'm going to, I think the Packers <laughs> probably end up winning the game. Uh, you know, it's supposed to be a little bit warmer in Green Bay than usual. It's supposed to be 38 on uh, on game that's day. But the, yeah, that's, you know, that's almost perfect football weather. But I just think, I think the Packers are rolling right now. Um, I think the Rams are going to do enough to keep it close. But uh, I think the Packers ultimately, ultimately get it done. 38 degrees, Sav. That sounds like shorts weather to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing that like I no nobody mentioned was I don't have had the Packers played without David Bakhtiari yet. Maybe week seventeen a, did he put their backup in for that? Yeah, I think so. But hey, could, whoever is at the left tackle spot, you know they're gonna have to go up against Aaron Donald a few times here because they move him around like a chess piece. Yeah. So yeah, Aaron Donald injured too? Like isn't he he's, I, he's, I know he's probable. I know it's probable, but like it was it's like a ready hundred percent. Today he was uh, was healthy, full go is what the release was. Yeah, Sean McVay said the Terminator the Terminator's ready. So good <laughs> luck to that Packers O line. Hey, I mean, I, I hope they beat the Packers to be honest, because you know, if the Saints can get that easy path to the Super Bowl, I'll take it. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. Um, so <laughs> we've got our next game is. The one that I've kind of gone back and forth on myself quite a bit, it's the Baltimore Ravens at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, just on a personal note, Couch and I, we've kind of gone back and forth regarding uh, the Bills Mafia here. Um, I'm actually switching my tune here. Uh, I'm not going to be I'm, – I'm known uh, <laughs> being uh, pretty, uh, pretty stubborn of a person, but I'm not going to let that sink my ship. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens plus two and a half. Uh, just something about this Ravens team feels like they've got some real good mojo going on right now. Uh, I mean, the Bills last week, they were able to beat the Titans. They didn't look overly impressive. Uh, just a lot kind of transpired in that game to allow that to happen. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I really like Baltimore to win this game. Lamar Jackson is uh, – I, I absolutely love Lamar Jackson, so I'm, that's where I'm leaning towards this game. I mean, it's pretty on brand for Brett to enjoy running backs, playing quarterback, and taking snaps all game. But I spent an entire season hating on Josh Allen just for takes. RIP, we miss you. 
um, just for takes to be able to rub it in my face that his Bills Mafia is the truth. Josh Allen is legit, whether it's throwing the ball or running. Lamar Jackson can't relate to that. Um, nothing last week, especially the slow start, convinced me anything on the Ravens um, in a positive note. Um, they were able to obviously come back and win, but if they get out to a slow start against Buffalo, you can you know put the Baltimore Ravens on a tombstone for the year. Um, they're not going to catch up. The Bills defense, if they get ahead, if the offense gets ahead, the defense will lock them down. Um, if they force Jackson to throw, if they shut down the run early and force him to throw, this game's over. Won't even be close. Um, for this one, I like the over, to be honest. I like over 50. I, I think, especially in the playoffs, rooting for the over is fun. It's, it's not – you're not rooting for that 10-10 score like Sean likes. Um, but, like, moving towards, like, the, the statistics, you know, like, both these teams have two very good offenses. Like, they're both in the top 10. Um, I think, like, Buffalo, they have the third best passing offense. And then on the, on the opposite side, the Ravens have literally the best – running offense in, in football. Um, and then to counter that, uh, Buffalo's run defense is also not very good, um, especially against the quarterback. And Lamar Jackson is the most mobile quarterback in the NFL. Um, he can extend plays with his with his legs and stuff. And I think that this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be back and forth, a lot of scoring. So that's why I like the over in this one. I think ultimately this is going to counter, counter, counter every single thing I've said to Brett. But uh, the Bills are going to win this game, I think. I think Lamar, he proved that he could win a football, play a football game last week, but they they really shouldn't have won, I'm going to say. That might be a hot take, but um, I like the over, over 50 for this one, and I think that the Bills are going to win. Um, I took Baltimore plus the 120 here. Uh I think the run game is like a huge difference in it. Uh, the Bills are 31st in the NFL and carries a gain of five plus yards and then 25th and 10 yards or more. So I just think Lamar is going to like just kill them and J.K. Dobbins. So, and they've given up the six most rushing touchdowns in the NFL this season. I, I just think it's a, a like a really, really bad matchup for uh, Buffalo, especially Another stat, Baltimore's defense, Stephon Diggs might be in hell. Uh, they've only given up 100 yards to a receiver twice this year. So it, it's it'll be interesting. But I, I think Baltimore, like, I can't remember who said it. I just think they're a team that's going to go on a run this year. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of building off that. I didn't take the money line, but I did take Baltimore plus the two and a half. Um, just because I think that's what's going to be the difference. I think Baltimore is going to be able to run the ball enough try to play keep away from Josh Allen, uh, try to possess the ball and keep it going. And so I'm going to go with the Baltimore plus the two and a half just because I feel like they can, you know, win the time of possession. They can play good enough defense to try to slow down the Bills offense. And so that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, I'm actually with Trevor on this one. I'm taking Baltimore uh, money line. Um, and I know some of you have said that, yeah, you weren't impressed with the Ravens last week, but really the Colts game came down to like a few execution plays from Buffalo because for a lot of that game, they were just outplayed by the Colts, um, except like on a missed field goal, a, a really bad call inside the 10-yard line. Um, 
So I came, and I was actually really high on Buffalo before the postseason um, because they were beating teams by like 30 to end the year. But last week, I don't know. I, I mean, I do think they're good, um, but I've just been high on the Ravens to close out the year. I still like what they're doing, especially on the run in the run game. Uh, I think J.K. Dobbins is averaging like six yards a carry this season, and so is Lamar. So I didn't know that stat that Trevor said before, but that just kind of – a lot of these are just gut feelings for me because I didn't really have a lot of time to look at this. But, um, but yeah, I'm going Ravens money line. They were my team last week. I said that I think we go on a run, so I'm going to stick with that. And then can I also just say one more thing? I, I got so tired of hearing that, like, Buffalo might be better than Kansas City um, towards the end of the <laughs> I year. I actually was saying that. So. <laughs> like, like can, can we give it a break here? I, I know that, like, I, I don't know. I Like, the Bills are good, but come on. No, and that's fair. Kansas City is a different animal. They're a machine. It's hard yeah. to be better than the Kansas City Chiefs and – I mean, I'll be foreshadowing here when I say it, but they're gonna win. They're gonna win it all. It, if they don't, it'll. I think it'll stun the world. Um, it'll be that shocking. They're the best team in football, and I. If you think that Buffalo's better, you you're lost at any point in the season. Even when Kansas City wasn't blowing teams out, they they don't need to. Just get through the season healthy. Bring that same unit into the playoffs. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, sorry, Brett. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I got the Bills minus two and a half on this one. Uh, I think a lot of people are are kind of overcooking this one in their head. Uh, I I think I don't I'm, I haven't been super impressed with the Ravens secondary this year, and I just think uh, it it being in Buffalo is going to be a major advantage. Uh, even though the stadium wasn't at full capacity, the place was still rocking last Saturday and I'm going to expect more of the same energy energy this week. So I think that, I think that's going to end up being the difference maker in this game just because it has been so long since really either, either of these teams has played in front of a hostile crowd that uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a bit of a wake up call. Yeah. I do Even want to see if the Ravens try to dance on the Buffalo logo. I kind of want to see what Bill's mafia does about that. Um, that, that could go very, very poorly. They're not too far from the Capitol. They yeah. can go riot. Yeah, they, they got the practice in last week, so. <laughs> Good <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> SD completely disregarded the fact that I said that the Baltimore only gave up two 100-yard receivers all season. This guy said that their secondary was bad. I zone out 80% of the shit you say because I think it's pro-Michigan. So if we're not recording, <laughs> has he, hey, a Bacon Wire NBA podcast available on all available podcast platforms. <laughs> I, just, I, I just assume it's pro-Michigan, so I just zone you out. Only wow. pro-Michigan is basketball for me. Um, that's, that's it. You're, you're a baseball I'm not going to lie. Not, hey, hey next game. <laughs> <laughs> At this moment in time, Trevor, being pro Michigan basketball, it, that might be worse because <laughs> probably gonna get my heart ripped <laughs> it's, out. It's a tender. It's, yeah. This is a this is a tender situation right now. Reality yeah. is about to set in <laughs> quickly. And speaking of reality setting in, the Cleveland Browns finally won a playoff game last week, and they are rewarded with the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Sponge, I know you alluded to. We're going to be going with this one, so I'll let you take the lead here. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City minus 10. I'd take them minus 100. Um, so Cleveland played their one allowed game of good football a week ago. 
Um, the Steelers, I'm sorry, Sean, uh, they came out flat. If they, if that game would have even been somewhat closer, I think the Steelers would have pulled off the comeback and won. Um, I'd like to start off by saying fuck Chase Claypool, but I agree when he says that the Browns are about to get clapped. Kansas City is a different machine. They have Eric Bieniemy calling plays, going through Andy Reid. Offensively, I would love to. I'd love to see the Browns even try to stop this Kansas City offense. And it doesn't matter what Kansas City's defense is going to do, but they're not going to allow anything close to what the Browns just did to the Steelers. They're going to be fully prepared. They're well rested. And once this time of year hits, they are a different machine. And if they do start out flat, they proved last year in every game leading up to the Super Bowl, if they start flat right on a dime, they will turn it right around and still win, no matter what the score is. So, yeah, yeah. Kansas City by a million. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take Kansas City here. I mean, a lot of the numbers back up uh, Cleveland in this spot being going against the number one seed, um, having a buy. Um, just the against the spread rules and everything from the past few years goes in Cleveland's favor. But you look at some of the stuff that came out today, like Patrick Mahomes sat down and watched that entire game film from Cleveland over and over. He's got an entire book. He's got an entire notebook filled of stuff. Um, you sit there and you got Cle- uh, Kansas City's going to get Anthony Hitchens back 100% um, on the defensive side of the ball. He's gonna, they're going to get their signal caller back. I think that Kansas City got bored during the regular season. Um, and I think they're like, all right, now it's time to it's time to go. So I think they're going to be motivated that it's, you know, it's time to go to defend their title, time to take two in a row. So I'm going to take Kansas City just in a full throttle down situation, um, minus the 10. I'm going to go against what uh, Tutter and Lieutenant Colonel Lewis just said. Um, I just want to point out one thing here is that Lewis is on record saying that the Chiefs are going to be better because of the bye, but the Packers are going to suffer. I just think that's a little weird. But Patrick Mahomes, anyway, Patrick Mahomes has any, been in the league for three years. Aaron Rodgers has not. Mahomes is young. He will be fresh. Rodgers is an old man. I'm hope, okay. I said I'm hoping for rust, but it's not the Aaron Rodgers way. All right. Well, anyway, I'm going to pick the Browns plus 10 and a half, and this is my burnt bacon here. Um, so some – Facts here for you guys. So the Browns, they're three and one against the spread in their last four road games. Um, and they've had two wins in those four as an underdog. Um, and the Chiefs, I know they're the quote unquote best team in football, defending Super Bowl champions. They are not the same team that they were last year. Um, each of their last seven victories or final victories came by six or fewer points. They're one and four against the spread their last five as a double digit favorite, like they are this week. Um, and so I just think 10 is a very big number, especially in the playoffs. Um, the Browns, I know they don't have a ton of experience and stuff, but they still looked very good last week and they weren't even supposed to win that game. Um, so I, and especially since they get their coach back and Joel Botonio, I just think that, um, it's going to be closer than they think they might not win. And actually I think that the chiefs are going to win. It might be like a, a three score game or not a three score game but like a three-point game like a field goal game or like a touchdown but I don't think it's going to be 10 points just because like the way that the Chiefs have looked the past couple of weeks even if they're on cruise control and stuff um the Browns they've got some momentum from the win last week I think it's going to be a closer game than people think so this is my bird bacon I'm gonna go Browns plus 10 and a half 
Before anyone goes next, I just want to raise a question to Couch as far as this game goes. Do you think that the Kansas City Chiefs had to blow teams out? Like, is that would have would that have made your pick any different? Had they blown teams out in the last? Well, had their form shown that they can beat teams by more than ten points, I would have picked the the minus ten. But I think think that this year. Do you think the Browns had a different chip on their shoulder going up against the Steelers than they will this weekend? Or do you think they'll carry that chip because of what Chase Claypool and co. have? I I think it's a different chip because it was a a divisional rival, but I still think when you're playing the best team in football and you're the Browns, you're going to be underdog and it's going to be something to prove no matter what. Yeah. Truthfully, I think they should just sling it and they have nothing to lose. The the world expects them to lose. Just go out there and fire the ball. No, I agree. Yeah, I just think that the Chiefs play down to their competition this year, and it, it kind of shows. So, Yeah, I think that's fair, and I, I, I'm i going with Couch here. I think that the Browns are going to cover the 10. Uh, that's just a lot of points, and I think the way that the Browns play football with ball control and I mean, that running game is just nasty. I mean, if you can roll out Nick Chubb and have Kareem Hunt come in, who's revenge game, I think that's definitely going to play some sort of factor. Um, he's been talking about this game all year, even though – Obviously, it wasn't on the schedule up until this past weekend. Um, I, I, I think the Browns are going to be able to keep this one relatively close. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs are ever going to feel in danger of losing, but I think it's going to be one of those games where the Browns kind of sniff around. Even, I mean, looking at the game against Pittsburgh, they came out and they absolutely dominated. Um, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win based on the fact that they're just better, and the Browns kind of showed. I mean, the Steelers might have won that game if Mike Tomlin wasn't a coward and punted on fourth and one. So um, I think that, that that played a huge part. And Cleveland just – I think they're still a year away from being a true contender. But uh, what they did last week's impressive, and I think some of that carries over this week. So I'm going with the over 57 because I, I just – I couldn't, like, take the plus 10. I think the Chiefs will win. But, I mean, the Browns are getting back Stefanski, Betonio, and Ward this week. And if Baker Mayfield doesn't come out and, like, piss down his leg, he's been really good recently. So I was reading a stat uh, on early downs. He's been completing 66% of his passes for 7.9 yards per attempt with eight touchdowns and one pick. So I think if Baker comes out and has a good game, um, I don't particularly like either of these defenses, and I think it'll be really high scoring. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go um, – I'm actually going to echo that um, because the 10, um, I, I do um, – I can't agree with, like, the idea of, you know, they, they probably – they definitely could have that second gear um, like they showed last year in the playoffs where they just would go on, like, 51 to 7 runs or whatever, the crazy crap they were doing. But, um, but 10, based on how they've been playing, is a lot for me. And, like, a 57 or 57 points at the the 10 spread that's like a 34 to 24 type game is basically would be the over and I think that sounds about right to me um maybe like definitely higher than that so I'm gonna go with the over there but also I really don't think the Browns have any chance winning this game um and even if you just go past the um if you look past like just the players on the field, Andy Reid is probably the best coach in NFL history off a of bye. He's like, I could pull up the number right now. He is uh, 23 and five off a of bye in his career, including the postseason. Um, it's five and two in the postseason. 
So, yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs are going to win. I, 10 is a lot for me, so I'm going to take that over because I think this could be a pretty high-scoring game. Yeah, Sam, yeah. I agree with you. Um, I'm going to take the over 57. Uh, you know, I would just I would just caution everyone who is going to hammer the Chiefs um, minus 10. I don't think this game is guaranteed. Uh, Baker has shown his entire career that he does his best work. He plays his best when he's the spoiler role. And the Browns have an enormous chip on their shoulders coming into this game. You know, it's different than playing a divisional opponent. Uh, it, you know, I think, I think they were probably always destined to beat the Steelers had that playoff, had they had faced them in the wild card round, just because it's hard to beat a team three times. You know, we said that a few times last week, but you know, I would, I, I, I'm not sure that a Chiefs win is as guaranteed as everyone thinks it is, just because it's so hard to repeat in the NFL. Um, the Chiefs have the Chiefs have been playing with their food a little bit this year. That's what I would call it, Couch. Yeah. I wouldn't call it like playing. I would call it playing with their food, kind of like what MSU basketball does sometimes. Um, <laughs> you know, not to not to not to trigger anybody, but. Uh, you know, they kind of play down to their, they kind of play down to their competition a little bit and make some dumb mistakes. Um, that's something the Chiefs have done a lot this year. So I think, I think getting Stefanski back is going to be a huge, 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 a huge motivator for Cleveland. And I wouldn't be surprised to see this game kind of being a last possession wins type of, type of ball game. I mean, like the, um, the NFL in the in the NBA, I definitely buy into that like second year thing. And the NFL, I I can maybe, but it's like it's such a brutal sport that it's hard for me to buy into the idea that like the Chiefs weren't trying. It's just it's too brutal to not give it your all. Um, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes maybe isn't wasn't as locked in mentally as he could be. Um, but like everybody else between the you know the, in the trenches and stuff, like it's hard for me to believe that those guys aren't giving it their all all the time. So, yeah, that's kind of why I shied away from the 10 points there. I don't think yeah. it was that – I don't think it was that they weren't trying for the last couple games when they were in close games. I think it's they were just bored. I mean, you look at some of the best teams in the leagues, that when they get to near the end of the season, they some of them try to slip – they slip up a little bit at the end of the season. They get bored just because of how good they are going and doing what they're doing. And, and then honestly, once, the light, once the lights turn on, it's, it's time to go. And honestly, once weeks 15 through 17 hit, they're not thinking about weeks 15 through 17 anymore. Their eyes are so much farther. They're thinking about their first round by. They're thinking about, honestly, in the last few weeks, I can imagine, I don't think they weren't trying, but I think their main priority was staying healthy for this round. To, to at least sit here as a full unit. Staying healthy and probably not showing as much of the playbook as they needed to going into the play in the playoffs, saving I some mean, stuff. That's the, uh, the save tape. I think Reed <laughs> has an unlimited playbook. I, I don't know if, if they open it up, if it would make much of a difference. That team can do way too many things with the football. I don't think it would have made a huge difference. And even if you see it, you still don't know when it's coming at you. Yeah, I think they're all fair points. It's it's going to be interesting to see how this game plays out because it is kind of like the ultimate David and Goliath. I mean, you have the defending Super Bowl super champion Chiefs versus 
the lowly Cleveland Browns. So, um, I mean, who knows what happens? Uh, weird stuff happens in the NFL. Um, one, so we're going to move on to our next game, which is my absolute favorite game of the weekend. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna reserve my pick to last. But we have um, the New Orleans Saints are hosting six-time world champion uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, guys, what, what do you guys feel about this game? I, I I want Couch Burner to go first. I think we're I think the drum roll please. I, I you don't you don't want me to wait the shit all over Brad's take or no I, no no. I want you to I'll, start it and then you and I can finish it because I know this is gonna end in a horrible back and forth. Okay, all right. I'll go first, I guess. So I've got Tampa Bay plus three. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Saints minus three. Obviously, I mean, yeah. Um, and it might be, it might come back to bite me because, you know, as someone who's, I think was Spartan dogs alluding to, it is hard to, to go three and all against a team in the NFL. Um, but I think that they're going to break the mold this week. So last week they held the, the Bears to 239 total yards and nine points. Um, if you take out the last two minutes of that game, they've got 140 total yards and three points through three quarters and 13 minutes of the football game. Um, the Saints just have a very good defense. They finished the regular season fourth in the NFL um, in total yards allowed with only 310 per game, and they finished fifth in points allowed with only giving up 21 a game. So realistically, if you can hold the Buccaneers to 21 points and score more than that, you're going you're gonna to win against the Saints. Or if you score more than 21 points for the Saints, you're going to win. Um, Drew Brees last week, I know he struggled the last few weeks of the regular season, but he was coming back from a rib, a rib injury. The last week he went 28 for 39 with 265, which I know isn't a lot, but the type of quarterback Drew Brees is right now, that's enough to get the Saints to win. Um, and two touchdowns. Like, he's super accurate. He's not going to throw up very, like, very many yards, but he's going to keep the, the ball for the Saints. He's not going to make mistakes, and that's what they need in this offense. Um, the previous two games against New Orleans for Tampa Bay, they've scored 12 points per game. Um, and they've given up 36 on average. Um, I know the first game they played, I don't think that was a blowout game. I know one of the games they played was an absolute blowout. They won the same slot and won like, what, 40-something to three, I think. Um, you know, the Buccaneers, they struggled against Washington. I know Washington has this great defensive line and stuff and and, and all that. But I, I think that, it, I don't know, the game is just last week was just too close against the football team or the Redskins, as I usually like to call them. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, shout out. Shout out Lats. Yeah. Um, so I just think that if the Buccaneers really do win this one, despite everything that people say about, you know, it's hard to win three games against a team in one year, I think it'll be a very big upset that not a lot of people realize, just because of the way these two teams have played each other this year um, and the way the Saints come in looking. So I, I'm going to pick the Saints minus three in this. Um, I might not get the spread right, but I, th I think they're going to win for sure. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll go next. I'm going to take the over uh, the 52 points uh, in this game just because of some of the principles that are in play here. You've got um, playoff game in a, in a dome situation. Um, those situations are 29 and 13 for the over or where the over hits where they're inside of a dome during a playoff game. It's just how it is. Uh, Drew Brees at Mercedes-Benz Superdome, 71-51-2 uh, for overs going back to 2006. Bruce Arians and Sean Payton, when they coach against each other, 5-2 and two on the over. 
So I'm going to take the over 52 in this game, and let's let's see some points. And that's so, a nice change of tune from Tutter there. Yeah. For points, you gotta love it. He saw his uh, his Alabama team put up about a hundred, so you gotta you gotta love it. Roll tie. So I'll go next here. I had the Bucks plus three, um, but I do have a stat that's like kind of going to like not like that whole like you can't beat a team three times thing. So teams that have swept divisional opponents and faced them in the playoffs are fourteen and seven going for the third win and 12 and five at home with the last instance of that happening being the saints and the Panthers in 2017. So I think that's just kind of like a made up thing that <laughs> we, that people say. Um, but I just, I just like Tampa. I think they're playing really well right now. They scored 30 plus points in their last four. And uh, I, I think it comes down to getting Mike, Mike Evans involved. Uh, their their first two games uh, this season, he was one catch, two yards, and a touchdown, and then four catches for 64 yards. So I think if they can get Mike Evans going this week, that uh, that will will be or not will, but the Bucks will the Bucks will come out and win this one. Uh, take. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Um... I, so I agree with a lot of the points you said, except I'm actually just going to take the Saints to, to cover. Um, and I was actually going to kind of bring up the point because it comes up in college basketball a lot too. And it is hard to beat a team three times just because that's just a hard thing to do. But it's not, it doesn't become harder in the third matchup. If you, the Saints have proven that there is some sort of matchup advantage in this game. And really, I do think that Tom Brady is better than Drew Brees. But outside of that, um, maybe some of the receivers, but I just really like the Saints roster. They've beaten the Bucks twice by double digits, one in a humongous blowout. They've just proved that they're the better team. They're, they're at home. Um, I think that, yeah, the Saints are going to win this game. I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady pulls it off. Like, you can never be surprised at, at that ever. But, um, but yeah, I just kind of like the Saints here. So, I'm taking sorry. Oh, sorry, I'm taking the states to cover uh the, the minus three. Yep. Three points. I'm taking the Buccaneers money line plus one fifty. Um I'm committed to the bid at this point, and there's no reason for me <laughs> to stop now. Yeah, I respect it. <laughs> I mean, if we're la- like last week, that was a, the biggest flip of the third game I think I've ever seen in my entire life. But but yeah. And my my other thing is like I just think Tom Brady is better than Drew Brees at this point, and oh clearly, I I just don't I don't see him losing to Drew Brees again. Uh, yeah, he lost the first game. He lost right, the first right. two times. The he did lose. Before, I, I I want my turn. Yeah. Um. So in the battle of quarterbacks who can't throw over seven yards, we have Tom Brady. Sis Tom versus Noodle Arm Drew Brees. I am so excited to watch some balls hit the turf. I am so excited for this game. In a game where we have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Michael Thomas, the most action the ball's going to see is the ground. This is going to be my favorite playoff game ever. Um, I'm taking Sis Tom plus three in this game. Um, the only thing 
I'm going to give them credit for. I think they would have done better last week. And actually, I think they would have covered against the football team had Smith played because Heineke had something called mobility that Alex Smith and his one leg do not have. Um, Alex Smith would have never gotten away. They kept Todd Bowles kept bringing blitz and Heineke had answers. He could either throw it or he could move out of there and buy his receivers some time. Heineke was good. I wouldn't be shocked if they rolled into the next season with Heineke as, you know, at least somebody in camp that they're looking at to win a job. Um, I'm not going to say that he's going to win the job or have the job outright, but I think after that performance, he deserves a shot. Uh, Tampa had no film on this guy. Um, talk about being completely unprepared. I think they did some awful things to try to adapt to the way he was playing. Um, they just kept bringing pressure after pressure and, he kept moving. They had to, you know, get on the receivers better. They were letting too many deep shots off. Um, Drew Brees doesn't know a thing about deep shots. This isn't happening. He doesn't know a thing about running. Uh, Tampa Bay, if they do lose, it's going to be because – yes, because Hammy. No, if Tampa Bay loses, it's going to be a matchup. And you might think I'm crazy and couch. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. But I think it's going to be because Bruce Arians is not as good of a coach as Sean Payton. Um, I don't think that's a hot take at all. Okay, okay. I, you have some, you have some Peyton slander that I see quite often. Um, no, which happens I, I, as a fan of a team. But if Tampa loses this game, it's not a matchup of Brady versus Breeze. It's not a matchup of Evans versus Tom. Like who's doing what? It's a matchup of Arians and Peyton, and Peyton is just outright better and will be more prepared. His team's more disciplined too. Bruce Arians' teams are super super penalty prone. So that's a good call. I just, I just want to get aggressive. back to one. Hold on. I just want to get back to one point though. So sponge or sorry, Lewis, rest in peace sponge. He's all about how, you know, the turf is going to see the ball the most. I think you're forgetting two things like true breeze. If you take out Deshaun Watson, he is the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. So, I mean, he might not throw yeah, it far. Like I I said this weeks ago. These two guys are Hall of Famers and stuff. Like, they're not. He's the most accurate quarterback in in NFL history if you take out a guy who's more accurate. Here's the thing. I said this weeks ago. It's not hard to have a high accuracy percentage and completion percentage when you're throwing four-yard check downs every play. or That that does get into my next point, though, is that that does get into my next point, though, is that you're forgetting about the the worst nightmare or the worst matchup nightmare in, like, history. Alvin Kamara versus a linebacker. I mean, like, what, you can have Levante David on him? That's not going to work. We've seen that twice already. That has not worked. Make brief. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think, I'm, a, I think I'm a completion percentage truther. I don't – I mean, in the sense that you, what you were going at, uh, Brendan. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can cut that out. Um, sir, my, name uh, kind of Sergeant my name is Brett. My name is Brett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Anywho, uh, Completely like seventy-five percent, like is not that it doesn't really matter if you're not going like eight yards of a pass really uh, per uh, per completion or per attempt. Sorry, um, you know, like I think uh, what's his name on the, the Raiders? He his numbers are like all over the place. It's like seventy-five. Per, he's had seasons of like seventy-five percent completion percentage and like six point one yards per attempt. It's just like you need to be getting the ball down the field and Tom Brady can clearly do that right now better than Drew Brees. Hey and Sav, one thing following up on what you had to say earlier about um 
the third time isn't, you know, more difficult. I actually, you know, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that, but I will say at least in a sense of third time's the charm, you get two free looks in the season at what they're going to bring at you. You can lose, but you can turn up the heat on the third try and you get more, um, you just get a better feel of the team you're going up against. And playoff Brady is a different animal. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't want to bet against him. Yeah, I mean, it's the NFL. It's going to be a hard game no matter what. Um, I will never be surprised if they win. I just think that the Saints have proven that they're a better team, and that's why I'm going that route. But I just don't – yeah, I mean, like, it's it's Tom Brady. You can never be surprised if they win the Super Bowl even. Yeah, and if the Saints start paying players again to hurt people, they'll probably win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Bucs this game. Give me the Bucs money line. Uh, this offense for the Bucs is absolutely just rolling right now. Um, I, I do have a lot of – like, I, I joke with Couch, but I do have a lot of respect for the Saints. Um, being that yeah. dominant for 15 years is it, – it, no, it's, I'm, I'm being honest. Like, it's not easy being the, the good of a franchise as they've been for 15 years. So, um, I just think that reality is going to set in for them this upcoming oh, no. weekend. Um, so, I, I, I like, to, I like Tampa, Tampa Bay. Uh, give, me, give me the Bucks plus 150. I, I do think this is going to be a really good game. Um, so as long as both teams have fun, I think we'll all be happy. No, not so. this week, Brett. Not this week. Both teams will not be having fun this week. Tampa we'll Bay see. will be having fun. Tampa Bay will be having I'm a just lot of say, fun. I'm just going to say this one thing. We can move on. Don't be surprised to see Tom Brady X with an injury this week. Okay. Oh, easy yeah. bounty gate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. Greg Williams. <laughs> Chris Kyle's yeah. gonna be uh. He's gonna oh, be chilling. Chris, Chris Kyle's gonna be. His ghost is gonna be outside the Superdome. Yeah, Chris Kyle's gonna friends. be out there. Yeah. So we're gonna be transitioning over to my favorite sport. Uh, we're gonna be going over to hockey now. We have the Detroit Red Wings coming off the worst season of the millennium. Uh, they are hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. And so, I mean, I, I don't know. I know Lewis is a big hockey guy. Uh, I don't know about the rest of you guys. So, <laughs> what do you guys? What are you guys going with this game? I'll, I'll go off. first. Or, go ahead. Oh, wow. I'll go first just because I'm probably not that smart at hockey. Um, I had the under six, and then I looked at the scores once I got home from work today of some of the games that had gone off. <laughs> And we're looking at 6-3, 3-3, and 3-0 in some games. So I'm going to switch over. I'm going to go over 6 in this game uh, just because the, the hockey's looked a little bit sloppy in the scoreboard so far. So I'm going to go over 6. I'm going to keep it at that and let people who know more than me talk next. Um, I'll go next because I know probably less than Sean <laughs> does. Or Tutter, sorry. Um, I don't care. I'm going to go Carolina minus 1.5 just because I know the Red Wings are awful or they should be awful, I think, based on the betting odds to win the Stanley Cup. And what, what were they, like 30,000 plus 30,000 yeah. and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Too high. Um, I, I don't know much about hockey. I, I do know that the Red Wings last year gave up a lot of goals to some teams in a couple of games. I think wasn't there one that got over 10 or close to it or something. So, and I don't know anything about Carolina, so I don't know if they're good or bad, but I'm going to pick them. And if we ever have to bet a hockey game on this podcast ever again, I will continue to bet against Detroit if it works. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about hockey. But, um, yeah, I think this the one and a half, minus one and a half at Carolina is going to win or hit. 
so I'm notorious for like I only watch hockey when the Red Wings are good. Um, and I like just know that we, they don't have a goalie, they don't have defense. Um, so I just took the Carolina money line. I was I didn't know. I did all these notes for every other game, and then this one just says Wings suck RN, and <laughs> that's like the sheet of paper I have right now. But like the one thing is that it's preseason hockey, so like maybe you get some like motivated guys in. Um, but I feel, I think most of our top prospects are in Europe right now anyways. So I don't fucking know. There's a guy from Sweden. What's it? Whatever his name is. Ikea. Lucas Raymond. Yeah. He's, we got like eight of them. They're all, they're all marinating over in Europe. <laughs> I was thinking they're like cider. Farm. Yeah. He's over in like, Switzerland marinating. So, yeah, I, I'm going to chime in. Yeah, I mean, I'm going with the Red Wings as my burnt bacon, plus one and a half. Um, I know at the opener a couple of years ago, they came out and they dominated the Dallas Stars. Uh, I think with Larkin being named captain that they're going to come out hot tomorrow. Uh, they've added a, a few veteran defensemen, so I think that's, that's going to play a big role. Um, and the young talent is just going to keep improving. Philip Sedina is going to have a really good season, so I'm going with the Red Wings plus one and a half as my burnt bacon. Wait, is this not preseason hockey? It's just really no, you're jumping season. right into it. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna I was gonna go um the the over. It did I have six and a half here. Was it six or or six and six. a half? It was at six. So yeah, I'll, I guess that technically doesn't really matter too much. But um yeah, I'm gonna take the over there just because um I haven't really been paying attention much to the off season hockey like I usually do. Um, but, um, I just have a feeling that with just kind of the weirdness of this year, um, and you saw this kind of in the NBA, just kind of like that for people need to get their feet wet a little bit. And I think that in hockey, that might lead more towards just going out there and getting a bunch of goals. So I don't really know exactly who's going to win this game, but I think seven goals is probably will be pretty fair score to, to happen this game. Um. And I, I think I'm one for one on the over. I picked uh, a hockey game in the uh, in the fall when the Stanley Cup was going on. I had the over of that game. And so I'm going to stick with that. Go for two for two. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take the over in this game. Um, yeah. You know, the the rebuild is just getting started here in Detroit. Uh, one thing we one thing Eiserman has said over and over again is that it's it's going to be a long process. It's going to be. You know, it's not going to be quick. So, um, it, you know, they were historically bad last year. I don't think they'll be as bad this year. But uh, as bad this year, maybe just at, not in the beginning, but it's still going to be a it's still going to be a major uphill battle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's going to we're going to see a lot more ugly hockey before we start before we start seeing the wings be competitive again. So. Is Mitch Callahan a game time decision or is that? (laughs) (laughs) So one thing with hockey is early season games will tell you a lot. Um, It kind of follows, no matter who's playing, it follows a similar trend. Um, A few years ago, we had a scoring slump in the first 10, 15 games. Um, Last year, scoring was way up. Um, the Red Wings tend to fare pretty well in season openers as well, um, which I think it's because they had an entire offseason. Um, 
teams hot. Good teams oftentimes will come out slow. Bad teams can come out and play hot for a game or two. That's what they did last year when they beat Nashville. Um, I think a lot of it's going to rest on who plays in goal. Um, I Right now it's expected that Jonathan Bernier plays. I'm hoping to see Thomas Grice, um, our new UFA signing. Grace is very good, especially his time um, in New York. Just a really solid goaltender who's going to kind of carry us over, you know, a couple of years in this rebuild, kind of keep us steady. And with a young defense, adding Troy Stetcher, um, adding Troy Stetcher and bringing in veterans like Bobby Ryan um, as a forward, um, there's going to be some growing pains, but they're going to be along the way to help out. Um, Stetcher's a really good young prospect. Um, from he played for Vancouver and he's really solid defensively um so we should see some improvements on that end of the ice I know it was referenced earlier our you know terrible terrible defense and how we give up goal after goal after goal but I'm taking the over in this game over six it's my burnt bacon um as of today as Tutter mentioned earlier it's high scoring games and as I said no matter who's playing it tends to follow the same early season trend in three we're in the third game right now this season as we're recording um and every game's been high scoring each game is at or on pace to break six goals or more um i expect this to happen with the growing paints that are the red wings the carolina hurricanes are a very very fun team if you're getting into hockey now and you want a team that's going to be entertaining to watch and is young and is going to be good for years and years carolina's your team um, I'm sure someone here, most of you have seen their post-win celebrations um, in Carolina. They're just a heck of a fun team to watch. Andrei Svechnikov is going to be, he is the truth, and he's going to be one of the best players in the league for years to come. Um, I don't, off that, I don't see the Wings winning, but I said the same thing last year when they beat Nashville in the opener. And like I said, historically, they're pretty good in season openers. Um, Expect the top line of Larkin, Mantha, and Bertuzzi to lead the way all season. Um, and it's just going to get started tomorrow with our new captain, Dylan Larkin. I, I have a question. What Royal Oak Bar would Dylan Larkin be shutting down right now to celebrate if they were open? I've heard Fifth Ave stories for sure um, from people. <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Larkin claimed that he wore a mask into his meeting of accepting the captaincy with Steve Eiserman. So, I mean – Larkin's always hit me as more of an O'Toole's kind of guy. Yeah, I was about to say Larkin. Larkin definitely. Uh, Larkin definitely goes to O'Toole's for mug night. <laughs> and let's face it, you're that young. You're, I mean, when he was drafted, he was referred to as you know Jonathan Taze. Like that's that's a lot of hype to build up for a guy. Um, oh yeah, 18, sure. 18, 19 oh yeah, old. no doubt. Um, if I were him, I would be the cockiest prick on the planet and I already am um, and I'm not Dylan Larkin <laughs> so if, <laughs> if I were Dylan Larkin I mean he's my age he's he's insane he's I if I were him I would be the tool that everyone says he is um people think he's a jerk I've heard stories but like I mean he's a young kid that's famous and making millions I'm sure he's he not every day yeah, I, I don't care how he treats people in public that's his free time that's all I have to say. Didn't didn't he score like was it two or three goals against Toronto like his first game in the NHL? Yeah, he scored his first two. goal in the second period um, from Zetterberg, and 
I mean, from that moment on, he hasn't slowed down. He's, he's, I, I'm second year. Hmm? Wasn't he pretty bad his second year? Or like things slowed down, but you got to realize, I mean, Jeff Blaschel is putting these kids in horrible (laughs) positions to succeed. Um, I mean, you can't give a guy like Philip Sedino, who I'm hoping to speak to one day, um, you can't give him eight minutes and expect him to succeed. It's just bad coaching, bad situation for young players to go out there and, you know, make a statement. You look at these rookie numbers and you hope that your guy that you drafted in the first round is going to compete um, with like a Kale McCarr and stuff like that. But how is he going to when McCarr is playing 20, 25 minutes in a game and Zadina is getting like eight or nine. So it's really just coming down to coaching uh, the players around him. Slowing him. I mean, Larkin's so fast. It was hard for Zetterberg and Abdelkader to keep up. Um, that'll hold you back some, but he was good enough to still keep putting up points. So it just, you know, it's kind of a testament to how good he is and how good he's going to be. And historically, I mean, Iserman, career captain with the Wings, uh, Lidstrom, and then Zetterberg, all three players played their entire careers with the Wings, and I'm hoping for the same here. Yeah, and it's kind of to uh, <clears throat> kind of jump off of what Sponge just said, to go into poor coaching. We're going to jump into our last game here real quick. Um, Michigan State just came off a brutal coaching job by Tom Izzo against Purdue, who travels to play Indiana. Um, I'm going to go with Purdue plus three, uh, just because they, they broke my heart, and I'm just going to have to semi-bend the knee to them. So, everybody, kind of list off your picks real quick here, and we'll wrap things up. I did. Under 129. Uh, the, oh. Go ahead. All right, all right, I'll just go. Under 129. Um, this was a ghost pick by someone. I won't name, um, but they told me that the Big Ten basketball is just a slower pace of the game. Um, Indiana only scores 50, Purdue scores about – or 60, sorry, and Purdue scores about 50. So I think the under is going to hit. Yeah, I agree 100% with Couch. I had the under 129. The Purdue has the 14th best offense in the league, and Indiana has the 12th best. Um, so this is just going to be a shitty game. Yeah, I got, I got the under here. I just think, um, I mean, Purdue, they played Iowa and that game was 70 to 55 and Iowa has like in Kempom, like the number one offense, I believe. Um, and I just think that Purdue is a team that it's getting, they're going to be pretty good, but they're going to bring, like we saw last week, they're going to bring teams down to their level. Even because they're just limited offensively, but they're a good coach. They got good D. So under 129 for me. I'm going to take Purdue plus the three just because half of what Brett said where we just watched them break our hearts and I'm not going to go against them because it's just, just yeah. principal play at that point. But at the same time, I think you look at it, um, Purdue's defense is better than Indiana's offense per Ken Palm adjusted efficiency. They kind of buckle down and stop a lot of it. And I think they've got the guys inside with Travion Williams and Edie, who we just saw, try to take Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson out of it, try to force Indiana out to the perimeter where they're only shooting 33% from three. Um, So I think Purdue can try to stop Indiana and get the ball inside, um, force Indiana into some foul trouble and uh, end up winning this game, if not cover the spread. I'm a messy bitch who loves drama, so I'm taking Indiana minus three. Fuck Purdue. <laughs> Fuck yes. Matt Painter. Fuck Tom Izzo for putting for putting Joey Hauser on Travion Williams to end that game on Friday. 
just fuck everything, man. Fuck this year. Fuck, fuck QAnon people storming the Capitol. Fuck Trump. Fuck, fuck. Just fuck. Wow. End the pod, lady. Brett. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, I mean, Postal. Yeah, yeah, we might have. Uh, we might have the FBI showing up nuclear. here soon. He just went nuclear. Was that a mixture rat? That was. Oh, yeah, he wasn't asking for free stuff. I mean, I don't even feel ready to make my pick now. I'm, I'm shook. I. Before we sign off, I have a question for Seth. Yeah, what's up? Cleet Keller. Uh, what was at the at the riots? Former. Uh, Olympic swimmer. Any uh any comments on the swim scene there? Yeah, he uh um he was in Ann Arbor for a little while. I we can once once we end this I can just tell you real quick, but <laughs> I wanna I feel like the more I say the the more it could be pinned down where I'm from. I don't know who listens to this pod, but I just, I just don't wanna us. Take any risks. We we are. <laughs> I don't think anybody. We are the average weekly listeners, and I only <laughs> listen to hear how yeah. stupid that sound is. Um, I, in you know, honor of last week and how they wouldn't let Lewis pick. Um, going back to the Purdue uh, Indiana game, I took Purdue money line um, plus one fifty three. Um, I wasn't allowed to take money lines at one point in my life, and I'm here to make good on that. You're free. He's um, gone. He's gone. Yeah, I isn't here anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, the bad man is gone. Um, Matt Painter put on a second half show coaching against, you know, uh, an all-time great. Uh, Matt Painter smothers me. Um, any team I'm watching Purdue play against, it feels like his defenses just smother them. I expect the same thing to happen here. I'm going to take them to win. Um, I don't see any reason after last week why I shouldn't. Um, Matt Painter is the best coach I've ever witnessed. Coach Basket. All right. So Colonel Lewis Jones. A way to end it. Yeah. So those are our picks for the week. Uh, Come back next week to (laughs) get some cold takes exposed for some of these horrible picks. And I'm sure (laughs) – Four minor included in that. So, um, <laughs> guys, we'll sign off with that. Go green. Go St. Go Louis. Go white. Go Braden. Go Lats. Yeah. Go, hey, go worst uh, COVID case in Central Michigan University history. <laughs> I think he was in East Lansing this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>